Did you know that you can get this same great episode of the Rural Woman Podcast ad-free? I get it. Listening to ads during a podcast isn't always my favorite either, but in order to keep the lights and coffee pot on here at the Rural Woman Podcast Studios, they are necessary. I am so grateful to each and every one of my sponsors, but if you yourself would like to skip the ads while supporting the show, consider joining me over on Patreon. Patrons of the Rural Woman Podcast get ad-free episodes starting at Tier 5 on their podcast player of choice each week, plus some other great benefits. Find out more by heading to the link in today's show notes to learn how you can become a patron through Patreon. Hi, I'm Caitlin Dubin, and this is the Rural Woman Podcast. I'm a first-generation farmer who married into agriculture. Born and raised in a city, I was so unfamiliar with where my food came from, but I was determined to figure it out. Through my journey into agriculture, I saw women who were strong but humble, often taking a back seat. To me, these women were leaders who deserved a seat at the table. I created the Rural Woman Podcast to share the voices of women in an industry whose stories often went untold. The rural entrepreneurs who live and breathe their work, full of grit and pride. We come here to share our stories, to be in community with each other, to be challenged and inspired, but most importantly, to be celebrated and to be heard. We may not all live, farm, ranch, or homestead the same, but we are all connected. We are rural women, and our stories are worthy of being told. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of the Rural Woman Podcast. Today, you'll meet Jessica Mose. Jessica is the owner and maker behind Prairie Soap Shack, an all-natural skincare e-commerce business where she creates modern and eco-friendly products with wild-crafted and homegrown plants. A former nurse and now certified herbalist, Jessica is inspired by nature and the nostalgia of her roots when creating in her business. Connecting to the land is her family's way of life, as Jessica and her husband Adam have a family generational grain farm, as well as grow their own garden and forage for wild plants with their two young children in central Alberta. I had a great time chatting with Jess about her business, the Prairie Soap Shack, as well as connecting to the land and where she draws her inspiration from. And be sure to stay tuned as Jess has a special gift for the Rural Woman podcast audience. Without further ado, my friends, let's get to this week's episode with Jess. Jess, welcome to the Rural Woman podcast. How are you today? I'm doing so well. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. I am very excited to get to sit down and chat with you today and learn all about you and your business and all of the good things that are Jess. So for the listeners who are unfamiliar with you, tell us who you are, where you're from, and how you got your start in agriculture. Sure. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. It has been a dream or a goal of mine to be on this podcast one day. So I feel like like I've made it. <laughs> so thank you. 
Yeah. So my name is Jessica Mose. My husband and I live in central Alberta, where we raise our two young sons, Green Farm and with his family and run my business, Prairie Soap Shack. That's where I create all natural skin and body care products using different wildcrafted or homegrown plants from our farm. We live and work in the country and play here too. (laughs) We both grew up on farms and both took time living in the city when we first got married. He was up north working in the oil field and I was a home care nurse. But as life goes on, (laughs) transitions come and we always knew we wanted to end up back on the farm. So here we are. And for sure, happy to be raising our family in this setting. For sure. Jess, you grew up in the country. Was it similar to the grain farm that you are now or was it different? Well, actually, where where I grew up, my grandparents were the fourth generation grain farm and we lived right beside them. But my mom and dad didn't continue on farming. It was my uncle and the other other side of the family. But we were still very much involved with the family farm growing up. So I was exposed to all that growing up. And then my husband and I actually lived in my grandparents' farmyard after we were married as well. So yeah, definitely raised in that in that rural setting. Yeah. So it wasn't a complete shock to you when you married a farmer and uh, moved back to a grain farm eventually. <laughs> no, not at all. As much as I love going to the city and enjoyed our time living there in our 20s, always felt at home in my heart when we're out in the country and on the farm. So, Yeah, for sure. So, and you mentioned that you had a whole career before you started your entrepreneurial journey. So tell us about the decision of uh, not returning to work after having your kiddos. Yeah, that was a, (laughs) that transition didn't come easily for me. I loved my career working as a nurse, but I guess as we grow and our family situations change, my passion just kind of led me in a different direction. So I embraced (laughs) the entrepreneur path instead. But yeah, I started out, I didn't really have a plan that I would own my own business one day at all. Not at all. I thought I would probably work as a nurse my whole life. (laughs) But yeah, after we had kids and I, I was on maternity leave and developed well first I developed a passion for learning all the local plants around us I I um, became kind of obsessed with learning everything that was growing outdoors and native on the prairies here and then that led me to take some training in herbalism as well and then it later became that I developed a passion for for making skin and body care products so those two passions just kind of merged together to create my business that one day just came to be. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you're talking about the the natural plants that are around you. And for those who, you know, aren't from your area, what are some of the natural things that are growing and really drew you to figuring out what was there and what the uses for them were? Well, I have a lot of um, really warm, nostalgic memories connected to different prairie plants right in our area. Like our family would go out and try and find the first crocus flower in early spring. Or I was taught a lot growing up from my grandma and, and my mom and dad about different plants. So for sure, out picking Saskatoon berries in July, choke cherry, choke cherries in August, 
but first the berries, I guess, and wild strawberries in our area. So from there, it led me to looking at the trees differently. Like, what is this golden resin sticky stuff dripping on the spruce trees is what caught my eye first. And like, what it smells so good. What is this used for? What did the indigenous people use it for? Did our ancestors use it when they homesteaded here? I just kind of started exploring different properties and uses for the plants outside and and led from there. So each year I would say I'm growing in my knowledge of adding <laughs> to which plants I study, but I I'm pretty knowledgeable now at at the all the different wild things growing here. Yeah. Well, just your curiosity of what the plants do and what they were used for and how you can use them. I love that curiosity about you. And obviously that has grown into such a passion for you. So how did you start learning how to make soap and different other <laughs> body products? How how did Prairie Soap Shack start for you? Yeah, so I'm definitely interested in the homesteading lifestyle, I guess you can call it. The, the gardening, the food preserving, the fermenting, scratch cooking, the baking, natural living. Uh, which products we're bringing into our home. So I really like to make make things on my own. And it was just one day my mom said, I'm surprised you haven't tried making soap yet. And I just kind of looked at her and I was like, yeah, you're right. I should try that. <laughs> I should try that too. So I like reading and books. So first I started there. I got some books on how to make soap. Then I went online, watched a bunch of videos and did reading online, talking with other makers on, on it. And then finally, I felt confident to get the supplies. And probably 11 o'clock at night when my babies were sleeping, I would be up in my kitchen <laughs> with my dog watching me. My husband was probably working away at the time and just starting experimenting on my own. And then I started formulating all my own recipes and just really developed a passion for this art of, well, it's, it's like art mixed with science when you make soap. <laughs> and that just filled my creative cup. So I, I guess I, I basically taught, taught myself how to do it to, through lots of experimenting. And eventually I had so much soap <laughs> in our house because I just kept making soap. And then I thought, I better start selling this if I want to keep making it because we really don't need hundreds of bars of soap here, gifted already to all of my family and friends. So that was kind of how my business started was just, oh, maybe maybe people would be interested in if, if I sold this. And then right away with like paired with my other passion at the time of using native prairie plants and all natural colors and natural scents, all that just kind of merged into creating my business off the get-go and yeah a, a perk of rural living is that my small town supported my new venture so much and they still do <laughs> that was such a huge perk of starting my business when you live in a small town and I've grown up there and your community is so supportive so that was really great when I first started out yeah that community piece is so important for anyone starting anything and whether that's through, you know, starting their own business or just be having a passion and wanting to be creative to make something. When did you know that this was going to be your thing 
versus going back to your, quote, real job? (laughs) (laughs) I remember there were a few days I would drop my kids off at daycare and it was about a 45-minute drive to get to my home care office. And each day I was just listening to different podcasts all about running a business. I was kind of becoming obsessed with <laughs> all all there was to learn about this. And then I just realized, oh, maybe my my head's not really in the nursing game anymore, <laughs> like in, in the right place anymore. And taking my kids to daycare, I mean, it was a wonderful day home, like a friend in our small town, but I just so badly wanted to stay home with my kids and raise them at home with me. So that was the main reason why I made the switch was that I wanted to be at home with my family and kind of creating my own path and being there. Yeah. Full time for my family and having the time also to be able to balance, to be involved with their schooling as they grew up and volunteering in our community. I really wanted to have the flexibility to to do that. So that was the main, main reason why I made the transition. Yeah. And that that's a big move for you and a big move for your family. And I know it can be really, really scary. And I know there's people listening to this right now that, you know, have had that dream that this is what they want to do and they're working towards that. What do you think have been some of your biggest challenges when it comes to being a rural entrepreneur? I think we're quite unique when we're rural entrepreneurs. There's definitely a lot of challenges because my business is an e-commerce business. So I rely heavily on, first of all, the internet. So having good internet rurally is, is number one. And then because I ship out my products, the shipping options when you live rurally are limited and often have higher costs. So that's a challenge. When I need materials, I have to plan way ahead to order ahead of time because they have to be shipped to me. Uh, I can't just run to the store for something that I forgot if I'm in the middle of making something. I'm 20 kilometers to our nearest post office. So for me to even run to go take parcels in, you know, takes time. I'm an hour to the nearest city, you know, like all these extra challenges. You just have to plan ahead better and really kind (laughs) of, I guess, building a community with other rural entrepreneurs really helps because there's so many little challenges we face and getting tips from others has made a huge difference because when you live rurally, you can feel alone or kind of isolated at times, but yeah, being able to be connected with others has, uh, has made a huge difference. Yeah. I know another barrier that unfortunately a lot of women face uh, when it comes to rural entrepreneurship is just the amount of, of different hats that we have to wear. You know, there are moms, there are wives, there are friends, there are neighbors, they have jobs, all of these things. And it can be difficult sometimes to set boundaries around all aspects of your life. And I know that's something that you have really taken great focus in. So, First of all, explain to us some of the boundaries that you've set for yourself and your business and any suggestions you have for women looking to get into this and any boundaries, suggestions you have for them. The balancing act, (laughs) yeah, of wearing all the hats. It's definitely taken me a few years to to figure that out. And and now I'm in a place that I feel good about because I have figured out how to make some boundaries. So 
I've just had to come to terms that each day doesn't have to be perfectly balanced. Like some days are maybe mostly parenting. Some days it's cooking meals all day for harvest. Some days I'm just working on soap and that's okay. Like it doesn't have to be a perfect balance each day. But I've really kind of set for myself that every day I don't work between 4 to 8 p.m. Like I don't work on my business. I try to set my phone down. I'm not working on anything. Between 4 to 8 o'clock every day is the time I want to be focusing on my family, cooking meals, just really being present for them. And then that makes me feel better as well. After they go to bed, then I have some more free time (laughs) to answer any messages I may need or spend time with my husband. Other things I've just, I've learned to ask for help. (laughs) That it's okay. I don't have to do it all on my own. It's okay to ask for help. And I really try to live a grateful life every single day to just remember all the blessings that I have and what I'm grateful for. And that kind of sets the tone for the day to help manage the stress of wearing all the hats. This is, this is what I've dreamed of. This is, this is the life I want and I want to be wearing all the hats. So just to keep that in mind as well. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's so important to talk about the balance factor because I don't think anybody that I know of has figured out that perfect balance where you are doing X, Y, and Z and the other half is equal. And, you know, it just, I think it puts that added pressure on entrepreneurs, on anyone in 2023. And I just think like, if we give ourselves the grace to know that things aren't going to go the way that it plans all of the time, like it's okay. And, you know, we're adding the extra factors in of being rural entrepreneurs. And, you know, there are so many things outside of our control and just letting that piece go, I think is the biggest relief that I've found, you know, and I can't say that it's perfect every day that I let that piece go of, you know, letting go of control, but it certainly does help when I, remember to do that. (laughs) Absolutely. And maybe it's a bit, I don't know, like since becoming a mom, I usually put my kids and my, I put all my everything else first and myself last. So I really try to make sure that I'm giving time for myself for some self-care and to make sure I get outside for a walk and, and some fresh air. Like I really need to remind myself that too, like I have to take care of myself to be able to take care of everything else. Well, and I just think, you know, the way that this business started for you was being inspired by being outside. So I want to ask, you know, where do you find your inspiration for your other products? We mentioned the soap, but let's dive into all of the other amazing products that you make through Prairie Soap Shack? And where do you find your inspiration to make new and different products? I really always feel like I'm taking those warm, nostalgic memories that I have of growing up on the prairies. I I really feel like that's where I'm first inspired is by the plants. And then I just kind of mull over different... How can I turn this into a modern self-care or skin and body product? Like, how can I make a modern twist on this for something that we can really use today that's all natural and connected to nature and feels good on our bodies? 
Yeah. So I guess I kind of start with each season, right? I focus on different plants and then make products with it. So yeah, I I don't know. I'm just, I, I think I was born to be a creative person i love creating new ideas and <laughs> i guess it's it's nature that inspires me totally it is yeah for sure you have heard me tell you all about the amazing benefits that come with being a patron of the rural woman podcast through patreon but i wanted to share with you a few testimonials from the patron gang themselves patron marina writes I decided to become a patron of the Rural Woman podcast because I felt a deep connection to all of these women. Being new to the agricultural world, I didn't have a lot of knowledge about other aspects of the egg world. This podcast opens my eyes to how women near and far grow and succeed in their roles. It makes me feel like I'm part of a bigger picture and I feel as if I have the support of all of these women as I support this podcast and in return sharing their beautiful stories. Join Marina in supporting the stories of women in agriculture through the Rural Woman podcast starting at $2 a month on Patreon. Visit wildrosefarmer.com slash Patreon to learn more. So I asked you what some of the biggest challenges as an entrepreneur have been for you, but I want to flip that and ask, what have been some of your biggest wins that you want to celebrate? Well, (laughs) you know, it's actually really good as a business owner and entrepreneur to take that time to reflect on successes you have had. Because some days it feels like, you know, if, if we're feeling like our tanks are a bit empty, to really think back on our successes and it really, (laughs) really helps. I guess I'm just really proud that I figured out how to run a business when I really had no idea what I was doing at the start. I didn't know that I would be learning how to build my own website, how to do email marketing, how to do social media marketing, how to blog. I didn't like, I didn't know how to do any of that, but I figured it out. So I'm really proud of that. And then not to mention all my products. I formulate each recipe on my own. I design my packaging, learning plant profiles, foraging wild plants with my family, starting my garden plants from seed. It's really crazy to think how much new things I have learned in the past five years. But I'm just, I feel most success when I just think about how many repeat customers I have that are loyal to my business. That's that's what really I'm most proud of is is that I've actually created a business that has a strong foundation and and so many loyal customers. So yeah. <laughs> and I I guess doing all that while while wearing all the hats, while still doing harvest meals with kids in tow and volunteering in at the school and <laughs> it's a busy life, but it's it's the best life. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I wrote a couple notes down because I knew I was gonna ask you what your biggest wins were. And I was like, I wonder if she's going to mention these or not, but (laughs) you didn't. So I want you to brag about this now because these things are huge. Prairie Soap Shack has been featured in Vogue and Vanity Fair. So tell us those stories and how that came to be. (laughs) Because I don't think I know anybody personally who's been in Vogue or Vanity Fair. So I feel like I'm talking to some type of a celebrity right here. (laughs) I came because of social media. 
I think the world is such a small place. And yeah, these different magazines found my business and my products on social media and wanted to feature me. So that was very, <laughs> yeah, it was a, that was a very big success and moment in my business for sure. <laughs> See, and I knew you weren't going to say it because those things <laughs> seem really fancy. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was incredible for sure. <laughs> it's just so interesting to me. And like you said, like our, our worlds and our rural settings can seem so small to us, but when we put our stories out there and when we really have a passion for something, those things happen. Like to say that you've been in Vogue and Vanity Fair, you know, I was in a hair commercial. Like how wild is that to say like any of these things when we're thinking of like our little creative selves, like probably in our bedrooms and like playing with flowers and all of these things. Like you don't <laughs> yeah. think you're going to grow up and do what you're doing now. So yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, like the, the lives that we live rurally, it's what's normal to us. But I constantly remind myself that we actually have a pretty unique lifestyle compared to most. And it's, it's a privilege that we're able to share a glimpse into what it's like to live on a farm and to live rurally. And, and we should be sharing that <laughs> with, with the rest of the world. So, yeah. Yeah. For anyone listening who has a dream of starting something, whether that be their own soap company or a podcast or whatever it is, Jess, what do you think is some of your key pieces of advice that you could give to somebody who's looking to start their own entrepreneurial journey? I think it's probably to look deep within yourself first and know what what are you really good at? What like what are your skills? I, I I truly never thought I would be an entrepreneur one day and that I would be doing this. But when I look back at it now, the things that I was good at in school growing up, the things I was good at even working as a nurse, like all those different pieces are the foundation of starting my business now. Like I'm, yeah, <laughs> just really, really know who you are and what what your goals are, I guess, and anything's yeah. possible. <laughs> and if I can add to that, another piece of advice that you gave earlier was to ask for help. So if you are great at what you're doing and you have a passion for it, and then there's all of those other things that come with being an entrepreneur, like accounting, bookkeeping, or even... Oh, I ask for help on that. Any of those things, right? <laughs> like if if you can ask for help, do it. Because I think as an entrepreneur, we our most valuable asset that we have is our time. And if you're able to use your time in the way that you work best, and if that's being creative or whatever it is that you do in your business, like try and spend your most valuable time doing that versus all of the other things that other people are really good at. Yeah. I actually made a list of what things in my business do I not enjoy doing? Right. Right. Like what things don't I like? What can I get or ask other people to help with? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you know, those are the things in their business that they love doing. So it's just growing to a point where you're able to do those things. It's really hard to get there, but 
I promise you, like it's worth getting there once you can, because then you get to work in your zone of genius and get to build a business and a legacy that you love. Yeah, totally agree. (laughs) Yeah. So Jess, what is next for Prairie Soap Shack? What are you working on? What are some big goals that you have? Well, I'm just, my, my plans are just to keep creating with different prairie plants. One day I'd love to learn how to distill plants, possibly making my own hydrosols or essential oils. I'd love if I could make my own. That, that would be a goal one day. And just keep pushing my creative envelope. Maybe I, I also love to teach. So maybe one day I would love to offer foraging walks on our property here by the river or offer herbal classes of some sort. I just, I'm a lifelong student learner. So (laughs) I love to learn and I love to teach. So probably that's what would be in my future as well. All good things. Mm -hmm. So we're going to jump into the rapid fire questions now. Are you ready? Sure. (laughs) You don't (laughs) sound convinced. (laughs) (laughs) We're going for it. (laughs) Okay. What is one tool in your business that you could not live without? My phone. Most entrepreneurs in whatever field say that exact same statement. (laughs) From my business without it. Isn't it crazy? Yeah. Okay. This is going to be a hard one for you to choose. Uh, What is your favorite product to produce out of Prairie Soap Shack? Oh, my favorite product to produce is actually my, I'll say my Rejuvenate Face Serum. It's infused with uh, wild fireweed flowers and yarrow. So I forage for both of those flowers in July and dry them in my, in my shack outside and then infuse them into oils to make the serum. So I love making that product because every time, every time I go to restock it and make it, I, I have the, <laughs> the memories of summertime about foraging those with my family when when I go to do that so and I'm sure on those cold miserable winter days when uh, you get to see those things it probably (laughs) those memories are very warm for you (laughs) for sure (laughs) yeah okay and the last one is what is a piece of advice that you would have given yourself as a young entrepreneur um a piece of advice right off the get-go would be to always remember that I am a strong and confident woman. (laughs) Simple as that. Just to remember that I'm strong and confident and I I can do it. Right. I think that's the confidence piece is so important. And unfortunately, I think sometimes lacks for a lot of people and it's really scary. Something that I learned long ago was that it takes courage first and then confidence comes after. So just got to be courageous, work past those, work past that mean girl voice in your head. Cause most of the time <laughs> I think that's, uh, that's where the doubt comes from is from ourselves. Yeah. Jess, my last question for you is what is the most rewarding part about being a rural woman for you? <laughs> I put a lot of thought into this because I know you ask this question on every podcast interview. And the thing I kept coming back to was that the most rewarding part for me 
is that I'm living a life that my ancestors, my great grandma and family, they worked so hard for when they homesteaded on the prairies in the early 1900s. I'm living a life that they would have dreamed for me and future generations and the opportunities that I now have that they didn't and that I can live in a way that honors the skills and knowledge that they have passed down in our family. And I'm imagining one day what path will be paved for the future rural women in my family. So that's what's rewarding to me. That's amazing. You did put some good thought into that. So thank you for that. (laughs) Yeah. Jess, for the listeners who would like to connect with you after the show, where can they find you online? Yeah. So I am, I spend most of my time in my little corner of the internet on Instagram that's the best place where you can connect with me. And it's at Prairie Soap Shack. I'm also present on Facebook, trying to be on Pinterest, trying to be on TikTok. <laughs> and of course, at my website, uh, prairiesoapshack.com. And before I forget, I just want to say that because this was such a dream of mine to be on your podcast, I want to offer an exclusive discount code on my website for your listeners. So that will be on my website for, and yeah, you just have to put in the code Rural Woman Podcast 15 for 15% off of products on my website. Awesome. And that's very kind of you to do. And uh, I know when you mentioned that your favorite product was the face serum to make, um, it's my favorite product from you. So that's my (laughs) suggestion for anyone listening. Uh, It is good stuff. (laughs) So uh, I really appreciate the promo code, but what I more appreciate is, is you and coming on here and sharing your story and uh, telling us all about your entrepreneurial journey. And uh, it's really been my pleasure to share your story. So thank you so much, Jess, for coming on the show. We will put all of your links and uh, in the show notes and as well as the promo code. So thank you so much again for being here today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to the Rural Woman Podcast, a proud member of the Positively Farming Media Podcast Network. The Rural Woman Podcast is more than just a podcast. We are a community. A huge thank you to the Rural Woman Podcast team, audio editor Max Hofer, and admin support from Kim and Co. Online. A special thanks to our Patreon executive producers, Sarah Reedner from Happiness by the Acre and Carrie Munven from Laystone Farms. To learn how you can become a Patreon executive producer or other ways to financially support the show, head on over to wildrosefarmer.com to learn more. Be sure to hit the follow or subscribe button wherever you listen to the podcast to get the latest episodes directly on your playlist. And if you are loving the show, please be sure to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or any other platform that accepts ratings and reviews. You can connect with us on social media at The Rural Woman Podcast and with me at Wild Rose Farmer. One of the best ways you can support the show is by sharing it. Send this episode to a friend or share on your social media. Let's strengthen and amplify the voices of women in agriculture together. Until next time, my friend, keep sharing your story.
This week's episode of the Rural Woman Podcast is brought to you by the patrons of the Rural Woman Podcast. This amazing group of individuals contribute financially to the Rural Woman Podcast to ensure the stories of women in agriculture hit your earbuds each and every week. Want to join them in supporting the stories of women in agriculture while getting access to extended episodes, patron-only episodes, and other great perks? Head on over to wildrosefarmer.com to learn more about how you can become a patron through Patreon.